Donnie, you're you're hosting this. You're supposed to introduce us. Linda, I need to think about my whole life before I do this. <laughs> you need to drink about your whole life before you do this. <laughs> and I am. I'm a drinking. What? Hard. We dropped you off at the Shick Shagle Hospital, and you freaking thumbed a ride home, you bastard. <laughs> Look, I just want to write my screenplay. All right, it's gonna be awesome. I'm taking courses. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> But you have to have that coffee and a muffin first, that, that Irish coffee. Yeah. And I by muffin, I mean Irish. Bacardi 151. Are you yeah, whacking off to Meryl Streep's pictures again? <laughs> hey, she invaded my sex dreams, okay? <laughs> oh, you got yourself a silk wood? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> okay, I think I, think I can do this now. <laughs> Okay. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces in his life. And we also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character this week. I am Donald Kaufman. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I guess I'm just Adrian. I don't fit into your little your little fantasy world. I'm Linda, but this week you can call me Charlie. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. It's okay. I really respect you. <laughs> Our listeners probably want to know what the fuck we're talking about. What? Let them wonder. <laughs> There's nothing it's more about Nicholas Cage. People, put it together. There's nothing more precious than a sense of wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this rash is on my knee. I could have a doctor find out, but that would move the sense of wonder. <laughs> I had this rash on my knee, and now I can't feel my leg because I had no friends to tell me that I should get this checked out by a doctor. It climbed up my thigh and took one of my testicles. <laughs> And that's adaptation. <laughs> yeah, speaking of testicles, adaptation. Yeah. We get we get cage two Nicholas Cages in a fat suit with awesome hair. Hell yeah. Honestly, this is one of the rare times I would seriously say with the rest of you, he looked like he was trying to be his best Steve Gutenberg. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god. Finally. It just feels like a Weekend at Bernie's type thing. It was thing. like We're a like, planetary hey, we equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, it's like we had hit Gutenberg ready to go, but he's he's gone. And Nick Cage like, I can goots this. Like, you can goots? He's like, I'm goots to go. I'm going to become him. <laughs> And that's the name of the making Bob book of this movie, Goots to Go. (laughs) (laughs) The Gutsenberg Bible. (laughs) Uh, uh, Speaking of horrendous prophecies, Um, it's 2003 now, everybody. And uh, (sighs) yeah, so this movie is adaptation directed by Spike Jones. Spike Jones. 
Legends. It's, and it came out on Valentine's Day in 2003. At least that's when it's a general release and got out of that stupid-ass limited release that's only for losers. Yeah. Best date movie ever. It, yeah, yeah. And, Makes uh, you want to date your twin brother. <laughs> so, yet again, <laughs> you you get like a team-up with uh, Charlie Kaufman writing and Spike Jones directing. And they were a good team because, you know, M- Michelle Gondry, like, you know, he's a trooper about a dev- about, you know, filming no. Spike Jones scripts and, and Spike uh, about, uh, sorry, about Kaufman scripts, you know, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's not always this, that being human movie. I was kind of disappointed with that one. And they're both yeah. damn good. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, you know, that's that's a good one. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind for the George Clooney. Like that's, you know, no, no complaints there. Mm hmm. You know, and I really liked the the one he the one that Charlie Kaufman directed, Synecdoche, New York. Did you see that one? Oh, I haven't. Yeah. Oh my God, it's fuck. It's it's a little bit like this movie, except on steroids and acid and a lot more money. <laughs> Check it out. The, no, the movies it, the movie it's it's it the movie's a metaphor for itself, kind of like that Danny Aiello movie, The Pickle. Only it's a metaphor <laughs> for itself in a good way, unlike that Danny Aiello movie, The Pickle. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no um so uh adaptation uh cost 19 million dollars and it made uh 32 million dollars you know so it didn't do boffo box office but that's because it's good yeah <laughs> good movies don't make money that's the lesson mm-hmm. um it opened behind stuff like the ben affleck daredevil <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in oh. Shanghai Nights, uh, oh. and that gigantic piece of shit, The Recruit with Al Pacino, which also had Colin Farrell. Tawanda. Yeah, no. If you, if you went uh, Valentine's Day two thousand three, you're like, which Colin Farrell movie should I see? Should I see the one where he has the the crosshairs tattooed on his forehead, or should I see the one where he's an American accent and Al Pacino runs circles around him? <laughs> <laughs> Paycheck, paycheck. Give me a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> CIA, ooh-ah. Might be a traitor. Oh, uh, so uh, he was, uh, Cage was actually up for uh, an Academy Award for this. Um, yeah, this is kind of like an Oscar trifecta right here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, uh, it was amazing competition that year because they had uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for Gangs of New York. I mean, uh, um, yeah, he was good, but the movie wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack Nicholson for about Schmidt, uh, where you oh yeah, that's another you see good one. Uh, Kathy yeah. Bates boobies. Um, Michael Caine like in The Quiet American, and I'll let you down, Master Bruce. I'll let you down. <laughs> she was only sixteen years old. Unfortunately, for some ungodly reason, the winner that year was. Adrian Brody for the jacket for the pianist. Yeah. For oh, the pianist. What, really? They didn't get, want to give a fuckload of Oscars to the jacket. Go figure. <laughs> Adrian Brody hasn't even heard our podcast yet. And yet he's convinced he's better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> but um, Fuck you, you goddamn wanker prima donna. <laughs> yeah, does he spend all day on IMDb like we do? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I IMDb in my sleep, thank you. 
I don't actually spend a lot of time on IMDb. I I go like deep into the fucking yeah. research. I, 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 I read IMDb books. Used to be a good resource. IMDb used to be a good resource for trivia because things had to be approved. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden they're like, nah, fuck it. We'll let the crazies out. And so you get trivia like it's like, did you know that the name of adaptation also refers to adaptation? Yeah. Did, did you know that the name of the character Charlie Kaufman is the screenwriter Charlie Kaufman? Did you know that? <laughs> and it and it'll be like, did you know that the movie is ninety minutes long? And it's like these things are trivia, you fucking turd. What the fuck? Did you know that Hollywood video and blockbuster video existed at the same time? <laughs> I didn't even know that before. It blew my I didn't and, and you'll know. see the, the approval ratings for the trivia things, and some people will have thumbed them up. You're like, oh, yes. good to know, bro. Yeah. Well, speaking of trivia, you could find on the internet, not necessarily just on Cage's Kiss. I know you guys are particular. Spike Jones's real name is Adam Spiegel. Yes. Yeah. And uh, dude does a lot of music videos. Uh, he only directed four films in his 20-year career, like being John Malkovich and Her and Where the Wild Things Are. And uh, he got his start making skateboarding videos. And his brother is Sam Spiegel. He gets a special thanks at the end. Are they related to yeah, Scott yeah. Spiegel? I hope so. Or Spiegel? Or Spiegel. <laughs> <laughs> present. <laughs> but apparently cage was pretty salty about uh not getting the oscar that year because meryl well, won he no, and... you, well you you think he would have got it since he looks exactly like he did in leaving las vegas yeah. it's like this is his oscar look you know oh, <laughs> where he's got he got his hair froed up a little bit and he's balding and <laughs> she thinks i'm pathetic she thinks i'm fat and pathetic <laughs> Like, you're fat and pathetic loser. If you were gonna give him the Oscar for anything in the two thousands, it would have to be this one because yeah. like he's not he's not he's not really sad old man cage, you know. And and, no. and yet and yet uh, and he's not he's not trying to be like sex symbol cage. Well like, and I oh, think he did a cage. pretty goddamn good job at it too. He really yeah, no, did. His scenes, especially with her in the elevator, were very fucking cringy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I I it's, <laughs> It is the the bit where he meets the 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 waitress at the Denny's or whatever the hell it is. You know, <laughs> Judy that, Greer. Oh, yeah. Orchids are so sexy. Let's see what's on back. You know, you cut to him wanking and his brother bursts in. <laughs> it's like I gotta just love it. It's like it's like oh man, sad waking writer guy. It's like ah, they filmed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, also that year, uh, so Meryl Streep won for Best Actress, and Chris Cooper won for Best like Supporting. Her, but you know, you gotta you gotta take your head off to it. You shut your whore mouth, Adrian. <laughs> Look, no, like, wait, no. Usually, okay, okay, okay. So her her getting an Oscar for this is fine with me because it's not like her usual films were, which are entitled like "Give Me an Oscar" parts one through ten. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know, c- come on now. Let's let's be a little bit real. Meryl Streep kind of does that. Yeah, is there a drive-through where I can pick up my Oscar? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that rattling around in back? Oh, it's just all my Golden Globes. You know, they just pile up. <laughs> oh, that's what I got from Can. I love you, Meryl. <laughs> but also, Chris Cooper won for well, best supporting yeah, actor. For, for- for listeners at home, uh, Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she Our doesn't good need friend. us to massage her ego. Although, um, uh, to her credit, she was in Death Becomes Her. Friend of the show. Which was amazing. <laughs> what? 
Well, and uh, yeah, no, Chris Cooper for real though. Like, oh like, yeah, he's you know he's he's always pretty. He's even good in shit. Like he always kind of stands out. Yeah, you know, like and, yeah. and especially in this one since they've got him like you know he's he's all like in character and disguised. You know, it's kind of like a not necessarily a Johnny Depp turn, but it's more you know. But you know, like he was like uh, October Sky and a Time to Kill were turds, but like yeah. he did his job. Cheeky huts. That's what we <laughs> use them for. That's right. Well, this ain't a pissing contest. <laughs> you know uh when he was talking about uh losing the the oscar and uh streep and cooper winning he said uh quote you know meryl was great and chris was great and you know they got their oscars but cool i was just it's all good they were brilliant in the movie but it was the most challenging thing i've ever done <laughs> So, and, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, if nothing else, we salute him, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was fucking like, great, but I mean, this is this is pretty much the exact opposite of Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. Where yeah. it's a movie where he's actually present. He actually has, you know, a character or he two. Tried. Yeah, he, it's like it's like like, oh, my God, it's like it's like it's like he's on again. You know, it's like it's almost like, you know, early 90s cage. But he's yeah. no Adrian Brody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the Oscars, I really hope that when the cameras go off, that they bring out everyone who lost and put them on stage, and the rest of the audience starts singing for "He's a Jolly Good Fellow," and then they all get like a sympathy clap. I thought you were gonna say Actually, they throw uh, shit at what, them. <laughs> like, no, what, what happens laugh. is they try to get them to sing the Oscar theme song, and and, uh, and then um, and then uh, younger Morgan Freeman uh, comes up and says, "You are all expelled." <laughs> all of you <laughs> Catherine Keener is back as Catherine Keener <laughs> and it's it's funny because in the uh, special thanks at the end of, of the credits or toward the end of the credits um, she's referred to as Keener just Keener <laughs> she, yeah, she, she, the Keener uh, yeah <laughs> like the cage so talking about the cast, um, they they wanted they wanted Tom Hanks for this at one point. Oh Jesus, that would make sense. <laughs> I um, I'm glad they did not. Um, oh my they, God, they can wanted you John Turturro for Chris Cooper. Oh, they wanted John Turturro to play LaRoche. I like, and I love John Turturro. Yeah, me too. Know? But I just don't. I can't see him. At a... I don't think he would have done that at all. It just would have been really comical it, in a bad it, way. Yeah, well, the Tom Hanks and Zero version, it's like, yeah, that's that, that would be a very different movie, I feel like. Oh, they were also yeah. considering uh, Joaquin Phoenix for uh, oh, for uh, LaRouche. Or LaRouche, however you say it. Oh, yeah, I, I, could, I could say that. You know, um, this is, uh, I was, uh, this came out, this is another one I saw in the theater, actually. This is around the time where, like, all the Cage movies I saw in the theater. Um, oh, yeah. And so, like, and we were, you know, we were in college, we had nothing to do, you know, it's not like we had to study, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're, like, watching all these, like, early 2000s movies. Um, God knows we didn't study. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, we just, we just put a, drank a fuckload of Southern Comfort. And watched um, a lot of shitty movies. And you invented the chocolate Adrian beverage with the Bacardi 151 and the Baileys, and I vomited it all up in front of the library building. So fucking good, though. <laughs> I was at breakfast the next day and watched the jet popping up my pile. Dude, Adrian was just like, he was like, he taught me what it was to boot and rally back in college. <laughs> I, I, I figured there's no sense doing anything halfway. <laughs> 
You're either full ass, not half ass. Yeah, it's it's like no, f- fuck it. This is college. This is liquor. These things go together. We're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but 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 back to the movies. <laughs> so adaptation um like it comes really early in a few of those like hip like early to mid two thousands kind of movie trends like. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the movie, I don't think like consciously was attempting any of this, but there's a lot of things that sort of like uh, like the the part the 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 shot from inside the car when when uh, when Laroche's mother dies, when they're backing up and they have it from from inside the car when when uh, they they back out and all of a sudden they get t boned by the other vehicle that's coming right at you. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, and like, and so all of a sudden, all the movies we're doing at like the forgotten was the oh, dead. Yeah. Like there was a there was there were a fuckload of them. It's like that shot was just in every movie. All of a sudden, um, the casting Brian Cox, like Brian Cox had been around for a long time. He's the original Hannibal Lecter, you know. But mm. but like all of a sudden he pops up like like you know like like is this other guy? He's in like X Men Two. He's like in the Born Identity movies and stuff like that. Um. Oh, um, by the way, uh, Brian Cox was actually cast because the real Robert McKee requested him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> wow. Well, um, uh, I know. It was a joy. <laughs> and God help you if you use voiceover narration. <laughs> Don't bring in a deus ex machia. <laughs> Mocking him. I just, you just gotta love how fucking meta all this shit is. Yeah, totally. Like, you know. In in a in a non stupid way. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, in a 2015 interview with GQ, Cage said that um, he recorded Ooh. interviews like he he uh, spent hours interviewing Charlie Kaufman, and uh, he recorded the interviews on a tape recorder. And by Kaufman's request, he burned all the tapes later with like he poured kerosene all over them and just lit them up. But it's all very very personal. <laughs> He said, uh, it was... I burned the tapes, but not the digital copies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't burn the tapes in my heart. <laughs> I bought the tapes in the gift store. That's what I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, that Donnie. That sense in our Charlie. next episode. <laughs> um... But he said, quote, it was probably the most acrobatic challenge as a thespian I've ever had, and I'm not sure I could ever do it again. But um, he was talking about like how it, it had he had twice as much dialogue as anybody else because, you know, he has two characters yeah. and uh, just goes on about like how difficult You're it was. The push and... in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> the push in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ham. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, um, yeah. oddly enough, though, um, I'd like to point out this is actually not the first movie written by a screenwriter about the screenwriter's difficulty in adapting, like, re- for real adapting material. Um, because uh, there was there was uh, Charles Grodin uh, in 1978 oh. was assigned to adapt Joy of Sex for Paramount Pictures. Oh shit! Which is another unadaptable book, by the way. They just wanted to use the title, but but he's like, what the fuck, you know. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, he decided that the only way to come at it was to write a screenplay about the difficulty in adapting it as, for a screenwriter. And, uh, Paramount Pictures is like, uh, thank you, but fuck you. <laughs> Nobody but tells Charles Crowe to go fuck himself. In 1985 became a movie called Movers and Shakers with Walter Matthau. Hmm. 
And 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 in that one, they change it up a little bit. They change "Joy of Sex" to "Joy in Sex" because non non copyrighted. Mm. Uh, but it's a box office bomb. I have not actually seen it, and it's not well remembered. But like, it's it's interesting that like something similar does exist. Although I imagine it did not approach the like you know the, the levels that this one did. You know, no offense to Charles yeah, Grodin. Yeah. For those who aren't familiar, uh, yeah, for those who aren't familiar with uh, adaptation, uh, it's it's really kind of like loosely sort of kind of like based on uh on charlie kaufman's uh experience because uh he was asked to adapt uh the the book the orchid thief into a movie and he just couldn't figure out how the fuck to do it and so he wrote himself in and (laughs) created a really awesome story about it (laughs) It's it's kind of adorable. There's a scene where he's where he's where he's going to his agent talking about 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 how the the book has no story, and he actually quotes a New York Times review. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and there there actually was a lot of a lot of critical reaction like that to the book. It's like this is kind of inflated. There's a lot of digression, you know. Yeah, like I'm sure it just, it's fine, yeah. you know. It's just I I think it's adorable that the movie that's that's technically adapting that book, you know, uh, also is like is like pointing out the vast criticisms of the book, possibly the problems with yeah. the book. And also he for just kind of pulled a Hunter S. Thompson. It's like we want you to cover this race and write four pages. What are these two hundred pages? Like I'm writing a book. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, but that's that. Wait, wait, well, fuck. If you go the Hunter S. Thompson method, anything could become interesting. I've read his articles. He made football interesting, and I couldn't give two shits about right? football or any other sport. You know? <laughs> it's like you know, like if you if you if somebody if somebody's personality is bigger than the subject they're covering, all of a sudden it's worth reading about. You know, or watching. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and also for those who do not know, uh, Kaufman does not have a twin brother. Um, he just made him up. Just like no, uh, Donnie they, made they me up. Don't exist. Yeah, they, there's a no. There's that great fucking theme running throughout. We're at the beginning where they're they're talking about you know uh, how you know how they they want him to uh, to uh, Tilda Swinton. It's all like hey. Hey, uh, Charlie Kaufman, you're you're the guy. Uh, we want you to adapt this book, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I want to do a commitment to reality. You know, none of those movie type things in it. You know." <laughs> and, and and so he becomes obsessed with a real person, Susan Orlean, and he is uh, annoyed to no end by his fictional brother. And by the end of the film, that has reversed, where he's come to appreciate fiction, and Susan Orlean is a sad old drug addict to him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you fat, fat bastard! <laughs> Shut up, lady. Who gets addicted to like uh, a, a a drug that you you yeah, they, snort? They make this powder out of the story. It's almost like William S. Burroughs, you know, you, with that with that whole like drug theme. You extract yeah. it from the uh, the rare ghost orchid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she just becomes a uh, an addict Linda, and poses for porn. I can see your sadness. <laughs> It's and lovely. Adulteristatic. <laughs> I want to be an. She's aunt. keeping something from her husband. Maybe she's a lesbian and doesn't know how to tell him. <laughs> you know, those were some damn fine binoculars to see that computer screen from that far that away. Was, uh, well, you know, it is still a move. Well, that's that's the thing. I love. I love. How at the end, he breaks all the rules from the screenwriting course and does all the Hollywood shit. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like no, some some people were like, I don't get the ending. I don't get the like like uh, Mike Clark with USA Today. He's all like, uh, it's it's too smugly superior to life. Oh, go fuck yourself. It's like, 
It's like, oh, okay, so I guess a movie about a sad guy wanking smacks of intellectualism to you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> That's like, that New York sense of humor. Boy, have I got a movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies with helicopters and boat chases. I don't like I don't like people I can relate to. Fuck you. It's like, oh yeah, Mike Clark. I hope you like Betty White shaking water in a bathtub as she goes at herself like she's starting a lawnmower because that's what you're getting. I would watch the shit out of that. Two two more credits on this one before I let that drop. Uh, We got another Carter Burwell score, the Coen Brothers guy. Uh, and we got uh, uh, Lance Lance Accord for the cinematographer uh, who did shot like all the Spike Jones's stuff um, and uh, Buffalo 66 for Vincent Gallo um, and that complete piece of shit lost in translation. Boo. Speaking of wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Wasn't. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Um, what movie you're thinking of? I was thinking Stranger Than Fiction. I was thinking like, no, that was. I never actually okay. saw that, although I remember that the trailer would come on when I was at the video store, and I was thinking, like, I might watch that, but I feel like the movie wants me to watch it too badly, and this earnestness is putting me off. It's like, come on, yeah. Adrian. <laughs> and it's odd that I didn't watch it, actually, because I had free rentals then, and I pretty much saw everything that was on the new release wall. It's true. Watch my movie. <laughs> watch my movie. It's like, it's like why, does, why does that guy want me to watch this movie? What's he get out of it? <laughs> Uh, it's got uh, Betty White <laughs> jilling like a villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh. Oh, you know. Uh, speaking of critics, though, Ebert finally had something nice to say. Yeah, no, he does once in a while. Like he's kind of like a stop clock, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, that. Speaking of Ebert, I watched uh, part of Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens oh, this Lord. week, the last movie that he wrote uh, for uh, Russ Meyer. And uh, really, Roger Ebert should have stuck with his calling and instead of being a bitch critic, kept writing exploitation movies because that's, in fact, what he was good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he said, quote, there are often lists of the great living male movie stars, De Niro, Nicholson, and Pacino usually. How often do you see the name of Nicolas Cage? He should always be up there. No, I feel like seeing this at that time, you know, um, and, and appreciating as much as I did, I had this completely inflated view of Nicolas Cage for that period mm-hmm. because, he, because, it, because there was that brief window in there. You know, because like in the late '90s, there'd been a couple of good ones, like Bringing Out the Dead and Eight Millimeter. Yeah, yeah. And and then you get this one, and there's some shit, of course, all the time because he works so much. But like, and and uh, Lord of War was good, and I thought Weatherman was pretty good. I like the Weatherman. And yeah. like, and and because of all that, you know, I'm like, you know, a new Nicolas Cage movie would come out, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to see the new Nicolas Cage movie. You know, the dude's a real actor, and people are like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he looks funny, or his movies are dumb. I'm like, well, you know, he's not the Con Air guy; he's this other guy. The trouble is he didn't keep being the guy yeah. from those movies. It's like it's not like it's as bad as what Adam Sandler did, where like for a couple of seconds he tried to be an actor and then went back to like a greedy bitch, you know, producing Paul <laughs> yeah. Bart movies yeah. and stuff. Well, and you go from stuff like amazing stuff like Bringing Out the Dead and Eight Millimeter to shit like Six Gone in Sixty Seconds. I mean, there's always going to be like one of those yeah. movies. I mean, like you know, like 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 you know, you you name. I mean, like, you know, 
Fuck. I mean, like, well, a P- Pacino. We were just fucking talking about Pacino and the fucking turds he'll churn out. You know, like his. I feel like his reputation. He's thoroughly destroyed. <laughs> Robert I'll De Niro, same story. <laughs> You're gonna meet the parents. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna meet the parents again. <laughs> I feel hey, like hey, we. Still want to meet meet these parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, like fuck meet the parents fuck, fuck you Robert De Niro fuck you very much it's like De Niro and Pacino you fucking deserve each other just get in the elevator and kill each other already god damn it or fuck yeah. oh you know, my yeah. god how hot would that you know be I want to do all the time <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Righteous Kill Righteous Spill Frankenstein's monster and uh, <laughs> and the devil just going yeah, at it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna shake the paint off these walls Wait, <laughs> bring back Meryl Streep it's Frankenstein's monster and the devil wear a I would watch the shit out of that too uh, okay so the two of them going at it while Betty White's just banging away. <laughs> like, I like this. Well, yeah, and you get that gif. Jay Leno's sitting there at his desk, just like going, like, this is marvelous how you're chilling like that. I can't believe it. This <laughs> <he> wants <laughs> to what, what's going on here? Why am I here? What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, there's our face off. <laughs> I personally murdered Johnny Carson. I pushed him off a building, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, is there any... Uh... Do we get any clothes off in this? Is it? Is we, so oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. Linda, let's, Can, let's speak up. Don't ahem. be shy now. Quit being shy. I want his clothes off. Clothes off. All of them. <laughs> okay. 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 So this was amazing because you get a pair of Judy Groobs. You get uh, a pair of faked Meryl Teats, and you get Chris Pooper. <laughs> Are you proud of that? I am. Are, are you really I am. proud of that? I, I am. I love, yes. I yeah. love the bit at the, at the end where they where they catch him looking looking in at him like down in the Everglades. And they pull him inside. Chris Cooper's naked. It's like, hey man, who's gonna play me? She's going out of her gorge. She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't have people find out about this. We gotta kill him. And I'm like, oh my god, this um, is awesome. I I, I don't I don't well, really cha- choose those the actors. That was a great <laughs> twist. I was just like, when did this movie become cocaine? <laughs> it does, no, this is this is what I fucking love about this. Like, you get all this insane meta shit in there. Like, it's utter madness, and yet it never it never indulges in in uh, in the magical realism. You know, yeah, it never does that. Like the like the fourth wall is shattered, and yet it's all somehow done like within these constraints. Like I, I mean, I've always liked this movie, but it's been years since I've seen it. You know, and like it's and like it's it's like a lot of a lot has changed for me. Like since I lost saw, last saw it, and I'm like and, and like looking at it again, I'm like, holy fuck, it really was good. <laughs> Who it's just, that? It's, it's, it, my mind is fucking blown right now. It's a great fucking movie, and I I, yeah, I I'm like, I'm really with you on that. Like once it starts going even, off the rails, even if it's you're like, not focusing on the broad picture of it, like we're going right now, like like just like all the like there's all these individual scenes that would work in any movie, like like the like the part where um where uh, Susan Orlean's like like shit heel friends, or, you know, we're all are all oh, talking yeah. about. Uh, they're all making fun of LaRoche, you know. It's like so the van, she's like, shut up, you know, and like they're having their their, their yuppie dinner party, you know. It, you know, um, you know, or or the or the bits in the van, you know, be, between uh, between Susan Orlean and LaRoche, you know, where, where he's kind of talking. It's like that's how much fuck fish. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the ocean. 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. originally, of course, uh, the 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 um, uh, uh, writer uh, Susan Orlean, she was hesitant to she approve was the very script. Very apprehensive about this. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she read it and she was like, "Oh God, no! Yeah. What, oh, what are you? What are you thinking? You're all crazy." She, like, she came to appreciate it later, but like when her initial re- reaction was like, "What? What? What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, I think at the time, uh, uh, Meryl Streep said it was her favorite script she's ever read. Okay, that, that's that's to her credit, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, but fuck, I love the this whole movie. bit. The whole bit with 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 his fictional brother Donald Kaufman, like wanting to be a screenwriter too, yeah. and watching this stu- retarded thriller called The Three. You know about about you know a, a a cop who's looking for a killer who is a lady in prison in the basement and he's a split personality and he's all three people. Adrian, you can't use that word. That's our word. What, basement. <laughs> the R word. So, did you guys know that there really there really is a book and movie called The Three that came out after this? Oh God, I'm and, not surprised. It is. It is actually about this. This. It's. It's a Christian thriller. Oh Jesus. Okay, I saw it. When it came out. <laughs> and I'm like, they didn't uh, yeah. do this for real, did they? And it. It's like about a guy uh, pursuing this mad bomber, and he has a girlfriend who's kidnapped by the bomber, and we figure out there's no girlfriend, and there is a bomber, but it's all him. Jesus Christ. You yeah. know, you keep saying it. I really do want to see a movie where we have Jesus Christ playing a rookie detective, <laughs> like just starting out. He's got to solve the mysteries in the Roman Church, and uh, <laughs> and Satan, the son of Satan, is like the uh, 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 like his his partner. <laughs> like, Isn't it yeah, and it's like he's trying to hide from everyone that he's doing these things, like these miracles. Like Jesus, get in here! We need to solve the mystery. Who's turning this water into wine? He's like, I don't know, Chief. What am I paying you for? Do you, do you have Sheffernbird by the Trash Men? Oh, oh my God! You're Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, no, I'm not. No, you are. You're Jesus. Okay, I am. Uh, have you heard the word? God, don't know. Nope. You can have nope. him arresting Mary while she's prostituting. <laughs> like, I told you, Mary, don't go out there. I love you. I love you too, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I live by the law. <laughs> yeah. is, what's this on my desk is my badge I'm hanging up <laughs> it was hard taking the badge off what with all the thorns on it you know <laughs> and Sp- speak, speaking of that Tilda Swinton in adaptation oh. is basically the devil she's like the horrible she instigator she really is yeah. so like, it's like so we'd like to option your book your unadaptable book like what's the joke it's like no really we think it's really good and Arosh, what a character. <laughs> it's like, it's so shitty, but here, we don't care. Money, money, money. Well, I mean, Hollywood really doesn't care. Let's no. be real. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like, this thing's yeah. sold. Yeah, let's, let's make it into a movie. It's like, it's like it's a, it's a video game that you play on a watch. Like, yeah, Ballistic X versus Sever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I want to argue you, but the moment I found out that they auctioned off all the rights to these Hasbro games. Yeah, that's what I was going like, to say. We're going like, to get oh. a Shoots and Ladders movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the this is this is the thing. It's like it's like Hollywood went and came full circle. It's like you can't even make a joke anymore because, you know, like later no. that week, that'll be the movie. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. think that Sorry will be like Tron. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. Uh, I fuck. But but like no, like the the three screenplay is also is also adaptation. You know. Yeah, well, I you know, I, I mean, it's like where where is he? Where where he's where he's doing these car chases, working at a PlayStation in the basement? Well, it's like, well, he's wanking, trying to write. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one could argue that he's the same character as his brother, and the the. Right. I mean, one could even argue that he's he's also either the LaRouche or um, or uh, uh, Orlean character. What the hell are we doing having this movie on our podcast? We don't do good movies. <laughs> I know. This is, this is so wrong right now. I was actually asked that. I'm like, I thought you guys only do bad cage movies. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are we doing it wrong? Are we being too thorough? This oh, we, We've got to question our decisions now. Like, Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, even watching uh, this movie just made me feel like standing up in front of the TV with my hands on my hips going, Nicholas Coppola Cage, are you acting? <laughs> <laughs> you scamp. <laughs> what the hell happened (laughs) we're gonna put this movie on the fridge so it's like everyone can see he's not trying to be jimmy stewart you know he's not saying okay let's ride (sighs) i feel like my skull's on fire (laughs) it's like holy shit we are the concerned parents though because that's Mm. what it comes down to it's like nikki we like when you did the adaptations don't do the ghost riders anymore you don't need to do that well you know don't call it the industry uh you guys can rest easy because uh we've got two weeks ahead of us of crap so don't we always i mean we've got saving up my tequila matchstick men and national treasure Fuck your face and your fucking matchstick, man. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one in the theater, too. It was like getting kicked in the teeth by a couple of mules. Uh, Ridley Scott, wherever you are, I hope your fucking colon's inflamed, you fucking bastard. Well, at his age. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, God took the wrong uh, one. Adrian is going on, um, on a, 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 a sabbatical. No, he's going on a vision quest out in the desert to find That's himself. Because Matthew Modine, <laughs> exactly, oh. and uh, he's going to be gone for uh, for a couple weeks. So we're actually recording National Treasure after this, and we are sparing Adrian the pain of making him watch Matchstick Men oh, again. Thank God. Nah, um. Before you two watch Matchstick Man again, though, I would I would recommend that you both watch uh, David Mamet's House of Games with Joe Montaigne. Mamet! I was actually hoping you were going to say that we both do a bunch of peyote first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, oh, yeah, yeah, do, do, do a line of Coke, you know, and, and you know, drink some, drink some uh, fucking Mad Dog 2020. Wait, and, you guys uh, then, well, haven't been doing that already? <laughs> well, I mean, I did do my internet search last week on how to buy the drugs, as the kids call oh, it. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get a get few calls them. about that, so we'll see what happens. I just need to find out which ones are the cops and which ones are the actual drug dealers. Can you also... Well, anybody who's online who professes to be under 18, they're the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Can you also, while you're at it, Google Betty White in bathtub, Jillian? You know, we do we do, do get best. to see Rue McClanahan stripping in a movie, so I Yay. mean possible. Yeah. Thank you, Hollywood After Dark. Yes. I've actually got it bookmarked. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And we're gonna have a special guest on Matchstick Men if we watch it. That's gonna be William Defoe's penis. 
Um, <laughs> we won't be having Willem Dafoe's penis. But hey, Victor, haven't you ever noticed how you never see Willem Dafoe's penis? <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's inside. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. But we did see it in Antichrist. All Thank the you, time. <laughs> Fuck it. I make no apologies. I'm going to go watch that in Human Centipede and fuck y'all. Go see The Lighthouse, everybody. <laughs> uh, you were saying we're in the cut? Uh, <laughs> we will not be uh, guesting uh, uh, um, the penis. No, actually, we will have our, our friends from Bottom of the Stream over uh, guesting on that, so... Huzzah. Okay, we'll ask them to watch House of Games too, because y'all need to see the good version of that bullshit that was Mass Chick, man. One of us will. Donnie will. When he's when he's better. <laughs> well, thank you for putting me on the bus. Although, in uh, that you case, know, uh, why don't you start off our face off? I'm too in the, in the busy watching my porn. Prepared. I I am not I am not advocating uh, David Mamet, the director, but you know, like just, no. just saying though. Mamet. <laughs> Mamet, make me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh y'all ready for face off oh i got my oh, I, got, yeah. I got your face off right here fuck okay here here, okay. here goes okay so uh uh for for the kaufman brothers the two jeremy irons from dead ringers <laughs> um and right. uh also uh f- for uh, meryl streep and carol seymour you bring in the two betty davises from dead ring er singular <laughs> and uh then for chris cooper rissa fons hey or uh maybe with that gerard depardieu i don't know if he can do a different accent more like gerard depardieu oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun here <laughs> uh, he was in babylon ad he will never live it down no. Uh, so I had uh, as uh, let's see as uh, Charlie slash Donald Kaufman I have William Marshall uh, that's right Blackula and, right. Uh, and Scream Blackula Scream and Scream Blackula Scream most importantly and Scream Blackula Scream <laughs> Jump out of the screen you hold up for the blood that's all around. <laughs> and, Thank you, Ace Free. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we're in the Cage's Kiss uh, 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 time machine, I have for Susan Pam Greer, who needs ooh, no introduction. Ooh, Pamela Greer. And for the uh, the part of John, I have uh, you know Chris Cooper's character. I have Richard Roundtree. <laughs> Would you be calling this a uh, blad adaptation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right, then I'm all for it. And, and uh, you know, get Gordon Parks Jr. to direct. You know, or or uh, maybe uh, Melvin Van Peebles, and there you go. That would work. <laughs> and then we would see penis. Yes. And for those of you who do not know, Richard Roundtree is Shaft. He's the only Shaft, okay? There's no other Shaft than Richard Roundtree. Damn Fucking right. goddamn spinoff. Goddamn. Damn dude. right. <laughs> oh, God. Who Just you got, Don Don? about Shaft. <laughs> well, for Susan Orlean, we have Cher. 
For Jean LaRoche, we have Ron Jeremy. <laughs> for Valerie Thomas, we have Natalie Portman. And for the Kaufman brothers, this is very important because they're also going to be releasing it under their titled company. Under Donald Kaufman, we have Joe Fleeshaker, and Charles Kaufman is played by Lloyd Kaufman. Yes! It will be released under Troma. Yes! Oh, hells, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because he would cast Joe Fleeshaker as his brother. <laughs> I'd just like to say that uh, Tromeo and Juliet is one of the best things that ever happened. Couldn't yeah, agree more. Hashtag, where's their Oscar? Yep. And, uh, you know, if you're a pretentious bastard, and I know you are, I mean, they also made my dinner with Andre, so fuck you. That's right. Dude, Lloyd Kaufman is a friend of uh, Toys uh, Were Us's podcast. Our friends Sweet. over at Toys Were Us. Maybe he'll be a friend of ours one day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. All I want for Christmas is a Kaufman kiss. <laughs> and then we will have a Merry Christmas, too. <laughs> Too bad if we're not in New York. We could kind of just jet over and see him. Someday. We could. And just throw copies of our, like, mixtape through his window, tied to a brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, that uh, mixtape includes some Ben Folds 5, no doubt. Yeah, well, see, that would get Nick Cage on this podcast. He's like, I appreciate you going analog for this. <laughs> 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 so in my research for this role about in this film about the spanish inquisition i did actually torture and kill several people oh. <laughs> I, that's the complete opposite i thought you were gonna say in my prepare, preparation for this podcast <laughs> i went and listened to several others <laughs> uh, well we try doing that sometimes too but I, i'd rather just go watch the best of the worst instead yeah. <laughs> in my preparation of this podcast i i i i i just obliterated my genitals just obliterated them <laughs> <laughs> you're taking a pcp you can punch yourself in the nuts really hard it's surprising nicholas cage learning to play adrian and replacing him for one episode that is our christmas oh my God. Well, you know, <laughs> a cage for christmas <laughs> on lifetime network so donnie have you had bad luck <laughs> oh my god it just sounds like adrian <laughs> <laughs> were y'all able to find any sort of wisdom in all this oh my god um, there are no rules in the world donald just principles <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, just go back to the beginning of time and you'll get your bearings. Yeah. Um, I'd say, uh, I'm taking a quote directly from him. You are what you love, not what loves you. Um, but also, if you do drugs, make sure you do the drugs and the drugs don't do you. And, uh, and also, furthermore, Malkovich will show you their tits. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, real yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. She gets, she's gonna be right back with that pie. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, it's oh, an extra oh, large me. slice. Oh yeah, I want, I want me some key lime pie. That sounds good. When's that gonna happen? Fuck the waitress. I want the pie. <laughs> yeah, Adrian's version has her opening her shirt and there's pie. <laughs> I just, you know, in the best of all possible worlds, that's what happens. 
So I guess this is the time where I say, please, please, please help us out by uh, getting the word out there about Cage's Kiss. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your proctologist. Uh, tell your cellmate. Tell your cellmate. Uh, <laughs> tell your soulmate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell your cellmate, I love you. <laughs> tell your warden <laughs> tell your grandma if we haven't uh hit her up for sexting already uh and please listen follow rate and review cage's kiss especially on apple podcast uh and uh pod chaser um check us out we're on youtube it's pretty awesome uh we have a lot of adrian's awesome art on there uh, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at any time at cageskiss at gmail.com. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to our friends over at uh, The Fanboy and the Hater for giving us maybe our most awesome review yet. Uh, also, I. I want to talk to the hater right now. <laughs> You are the hater, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it was me all along. (laughs) And uh, also, while you're at it, check out my other podcast, Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks, where we cover witches in stories and history. And uh, I cover uh, heroic animals in history in our favorite familiars segment. You know, uh, uh, Linda, I do believe that Pam Greer played a witch in Scream Blackula Scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it all a nightmare? Or just a part of your dreams? Scream, 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 <laughs> scream. Would you like to guess that week when we cover that? <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, what you got going on? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm a little punchy because it's been a long work week. Um, I got a new job, and I got my DeviantArt under Leo the Fox on DeviantArt.com. That's all you really need to know about and my YouTube under A.A. Smith. Uh, if God willing, I'll get more shit on there. And uh, God help me, because I've got more Nicolas Cage movies to watch. And Donnie. I am still Unreal Goals on Twitter, the boy who blew on RedTube. And I'm also starting a podcast called Dicks and Chicks, where we <laughs> review porn films, sex toys, lubricants, and for our premiere episode, we'll be going to the Washington State Correctional Facility to dig deep and get down to the bottom of all this sex that's going on in there. Oh, yeah, I'm, man. I'm still uh, waiting for you to turn in your Futa fanfic of adaptation. Well, I just got to make sure first if he's a lemur or a fox, and I think Nick Cage is more of a fox. Can I have a special segment on there where I review like uh, funky sex toys on Wish? (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, I got no genitals no more. (laughs) No genitals no more. The goal of my podcast is I will find how I feel comfortable. Oh, hey, while I'm at it, do you like stickers? Do you like buttons? Do you like bonus material? Sure, we all do. But how can you access these for Cage's Kiss, you ask? Well, you could go on to Cage's Kiss's Patreon page. That's how. You could become a producer and help us get better. (laughs) Maybe. 
I was hoping you were going to say pretentious, but yeah, that works. <laughs> no, I think we got that covered. <laughs> I want to be pretentious. <laughs> if you give us $500, I will knit you a beanie cap and a special Starbucks cup so you can feel extra special when you carry both. Hey. And talk about the podcast that you get your information from. <laughs> Yeah, I produce a podcast. Uh, it's called Cage's Kiss. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> oh, you might yeah. not have. It's pretty highbrow. It's a lovely little yeah, indie we podcast. Don't record <laughs> inside Starbucks. We record behind our Starbucks in the so, dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find us. <laughs> Oh, with all the rest of the trash. <laughs> uh, although we will be recording uh, um, National Treasure soon, now that we're all good and toasty. Uh, next week, you'll be hearing from us when we cover Matchstick Men with our friends, the lads over at Bottom of the Stream. Be brave, dear listeners. Be brave. And until then... Uh, Susan Orlean killed a kid. <laughs> she she shot a kid. She well, he had a ray gun that looked real enough. <laughs> I mean, she was stoned out of her gourd at the time, and she has a right to defend herself. God damn. God damn. How about a riddle? <laughs> when you blow me, I get bigger. And the tighter you wrap your lips around me, the quicker I enlarge. What am I? Atrian's uh, ego. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's this dick. <laughs> Actually, no. It, it, it's a balloon. Uh, oh my god, he's got a dick! <laughs> Cage! Cage! <laughs> a penis! <laughs> And our podcast is over forever. Hey, 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 Linda. What? Go, go, go like this. Go, go like that. It's good. Okay. Uh, um, uh, D- Donnie, no. Donnie, go, no. go like, go like. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's, it's okay. That's okay. But like, try, try to make it, try to make it oh. more like, more like. Damn it's, it, Donnie! That's, that's that's better. No, that's better. But but try 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 more. Like, come on, come on, Linda. Let's show them how. Come on, okay. Come on, Linda. Let me hear you. Fucking whore! <laughs> <laughs> no, goddammit, Come on, one, one, one more, one more try, you guys. One more try. Okay. okay. All right. I, I know we can get okay, this. Okay. I know okay. we can get this. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Deep breaths. Okay. okay. Um and.
so passionate about turtles you know how could you just turn around and, and not and yeah yeah mm. <laughs> uh. can you just turn uh. around <laughs> don't turn around to oh, oh dear commissars in town <laughs> uh, oh turn around bright eyes I could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Caitlin. And we're the hosts of Eat Crime, a podcast full of delicious mysteries. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eat Crime and on Facebook, Eat Crime Pod. Here's a few examples of what you'll hear. Lorencia and Bambi Bembenak. Do what now? And he, he had, like, secretly taken that copy. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> to murder her? To for murder her. And I was like, I can't imagine a mom naming their kids Dante, Dante and Dante. Dante. We're not in a satanic cult. <laughs> yes, so. I don't know. Let's make that abundantly clear. She seems like she... Provocativity? Is that a word? She provocativity? Which, I mean, what a businessman. I know. That's what I'm Murdered saying. Murdered people like, and got paid for it. It's both true that there is a Conjuring 2, and Conjuring 2 is true. Valerie, get out of here. Yeah.